0: I'm Wendy Zuckerman and you're listening to Science Vs from Gimlet. Today on the show, reparations. It's the idea that the United States should make amends for more than 200 years of enslaving people by giving money to their descendants. And this idea, it's gotten a lot of attention recently. Almost a third of Americans polled last year said they were in favour of reparations, and a bill to study this has more than 150 signatures in Congress, right now. So for us, we're wondering how on earth do academics calculate how much reparations would be? And how exactly would the US pay for it? For this, we turn to one of the top people working on these questions.
1: I would have to confess that I was a reparations sceptic.
0: This is William Darity Jr. He also goes by Sandy. He's a professor at Duke University. And it wasn't that Sandy didn't think reparations were justified. He did think they were justified. It was just that he didn't think they'd ever happen. But Sandy got sucked into the nerdiest part of this conversation, which is just, how do you calculate it? And he started mulling it over about three decades ago in the 90s. How did, when you went to conferences, um, how did the white people in the room tend to react when you would talk about reparations?
1: Well, uh, I think the reaction in the room was, was, was very mixed, uh, but generally very sceptical also. And occasionally there were comments which I would describe as being out-and-out out racist, something to the effect of, well, Black Americans should be grateful for the fact that slavery took place because otherwise they'd still be back in horrible Africa.
0: Despite this kind of response from some people, Sandy has stuck with it. And he had a very tricky job on his hands, coming up with a sum that would capture not just the horrors of slavery, but then the decades of crap that followed. And several years ago, he came up with an idea.
1: The racial wealth gap in the United States
0: that's the gap between how much money white people in America have and how much money black people have. And this gap is huge. For every dollar the average white family has, the
1: average black family
0: has 15 cents. So Sandy's like, this wealth gap?
1: That should be the target for a reparations plan.
0: And if, and I'm sure this has happened to you, but if, say, a big politician takes you aside buys you a whiskey and says, you know, why is this a good idea? What would you tell them?
1: Well, I'm roughly a teetotaler, so (laughs) (laughs) they better buy me a a soda. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, you know, we make the argument that the racial wealth gap in the United States is not a product of black misbehavior. It's a product of American social policy.
0: To Sandy, the racial wealth gap is kind of like a proxy for all the horrible things that black folks have faced since the beginning of this country, much of it directly coming from government policies or government inaction. And other academics we reached out to who study the racial wealth gap agree that it was the government who's largely responsible for it. And so, Sandy used this gap to calculate how much reparations should be. And here's how he did it. If you take everyone's wealth in the US and you put it in a basket, you'd have just over $100 trillion. Black people make up a little more than 13% of the US population. And so Sandy's like, all things being equal, they should have 13% of the wealth. But they don't. It's way less. Less than 3%. To bump it up, it would take?
1: Between 10 to 12 trillion dollars. Ten,
0: 10 to 12 trillion dollars. Yes. He figures that would come down to about a quarter of a million dollars for each descendant of slavery. So, some 10 to 12 trillion dollars in total. And that might sound like a lot of money. I mean, it is a lot of money. But at the time of the Civil War, slavery was such a big industry for the US that it was actually more valuable than railroads, factories, and banks combined. And even at the time, people recognized this. Like, one Confederacy bigwig valued slavery at $4 billion back then, which would now be trillions of dollars. So no matter how you slice this, America owes a big debt to enslaved people. So let's say the government does decide to pay it to their descendants. Where exactly would that money come from? Can the U.S. afford it? Can the U.S. just keep printing money and cutting checks?
1: Uh, Yes, the U.S. government can do that. There is a constraint, however, and the constraint is the inflationary effects.
0: Inflation. Inflation. Printing, say, $12 trillion all at once would more than triple the supply of money in circulation, meaning that suddenly there's a lot more money to buy the same amount of stuff. And that could make the value of the dollar drop and the economy nosedive. This has happened in other countries, like Zimbabwe, where they printed a lot of money really quickly. We reached out to a bunch of economists and asked them, what did they think would happen if the government printed this money and cut these checks? Most said that inflation was a possibility, if not an outright certainty. So to avoid this, the money could be given out slowly, like over a decade. Or it could come from other places, like taxing Jeff Bezos. But ultimately, Sandy says that if the government really wants to pull money out of its ass, then it can. Just look at the coronavirus stimulus checks. The government dropped $2 trillion to help businesses and people in the early days of the pandemic. And they gave a ton of money to banks in the Great Recession.
1: It's become transparently obvious that the federal government has the capacity to fund almost anything it pleases without necessarily raising taxes. And so that makes it very clear to me that the possibility of funding a full-scale reparations program also is realistic.
0: So... Sandy reckons the government, they could figure this out. But although academics don't heckle Sandy at conferences anymore, and in fact he says more and more scholars are taking this seriously, politically, it does seem like we're still a long way from getting this over the line. So enter a new idea. It's not reparations, but it's a plan that some are saying is more politically feasible. And it's been getting a lot of attention.
1: Baby bonds. Baby bonds. Baby bonds.
0: Baby bonds. Rather than saying sorry, baby bonds is about making the U.S. more equal. And to hear about that, you've got to listen to our full episode on reparations. To check it out, head over to our main feed. to search for Science Versus on Spotify. That's Science VS. I'm Wendy Zuckerman. I'll fact you next time.